0: We're in Psalm 119 this morning. We're going to be in the last stanza, T A U, Tau. Tao. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I didn't uh, really practice it. But it's verses 169 down through the end of the chapter here. Verse 176 is the end. And so, as I mentioned, we started this back in January. Wasn't sure how it was going to go. So, it's been a little less than uh, six months. I think six months would be 26 weeks. And there's 22 stanzas. We. We stayed with the stanzas. I didn't break it up. I thought there was enough reoccurring things. I didn't want to become too redundant, but I wanted to deal with each stanza as they as they were kind of sectioned off in in the way it is. And uh, so I didn't want to weary you by breaking up the the lessons any further. And so I do thank you for your patience on that. And um, I even though it might have been a little lengthy and and a little maybe redundant in a negative way. Uh, not negative because the Bible's not negative, but I think it, for me at least, it's been a very rewarding uh, study and, and very encouraging at times, and, and I know for me it's been, uh, it met my needs just at the right time when I needed some things. So it's good, and, and I think uh, you can't go wrong studying the Word of God and, and looking at what God has for us in His Word, and so um, there's a lot of good things to glean for the child of God from this chapter Um, And it's just one chapter of the Bible, so get in your whole Bible. Uh, But we're going to look at this uh, final plea concerning the Word, uh, if you will. These eight verses are kind of arranged into four couplets. um, And so we're going to look at those, four different sections, uh, so two verses at a time this morning. But let's start by reading the text here, and then we'll have a word of prayer. It says, Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee, Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteous. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for uh, this time that we've set aside to gather together and and look at your word. And I pray, Lord, that you just meet with us. Pray, Lord, that you'd fill with the spirit, Lord. Bless each Sunday school class in the building this morning. Bless the teachers, fill them with the spirit, Lord. And I pray that each one would be attentive. And Lord, that we would make application of the word of God in our life. And Lord, consequently, you would change us to be more like Christ. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Excuse me. So, we start here with a petition, uh, and we've talked about that over and over again, and how the the psalmist goes and and uh, asks and prays to God uh, for different things, deliverance and and for blessing and encouragement and reviving. I think quickening and reviving was was probably uh, very much reoccurring. But we see another prayer here. Uh, I don't like the word enlightenment because the way it is used today, but really it's a good word. Um, And he prays for enlightenment. Verse 169 says, let my cry come near before thee. And I want you to think about that relationship. It's unique in Christianity. It's unique in the life of the believer. Where we have a God who is accessible to us. Um, And he's made himself accessible to us. And it always is interesting to me when I think of a God, the creator of the universe, that desired a relationship with me. Because oftentimes it's, it's interesting to think, you know, I know God wants a relationship with pastor, right? But the reality is this morning, God wants a relationship with each one of us individually. Um, there are certain people that we kind of expect that, you know, a missionary and a preacher and those things, but... But I want you to understand this this morning. God wants a relationship with you just as much as anyone else of prominence or importance. It has nothing to do with your position or your responsibilities within the church body. God wants to meet with you individually. And he wants to be a part of your life. And so uh, don't forget that. And that's unique. There's, uh, it's very interesting when you start looking at a lot of the other religions of the world. It's not necessarily the case. Um, and so uh, what a blessed thought to know and, and that we understand that that link that we have is Christ, that we can have that relationship with God because of what Christ has done in our place. And, and uh, we have that high priest uh, which, cannot, or which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. And so therefore we can come boldly. And we can, and so the psalmist here, he goes and petitions God. He said, Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Um, he understood that God wanted a relationship with him. And uh, the psalmist's desire is there's no obstruction to his cry reaching God. Let my cry come before you. Um, no, he, none of his unworthiness. Uh, his past sins, uh, ignorance, right? I, sometimes, as you grow and you, and, and the Lord matures you, you really realize how ignorant you were at times. But, um, but He doesn't want any of that to prevent this coming before God. Let my cry come before You, and something often apparently hinders our prayers. Um. Oftentimes, I think our prayers might not necessarily reach the ear of God, if you want to put it that way. Um, the psalmist prays here that uh, there would be no such hindrance in his prayers that he's offering. He wants God to hear those. and uh, The psalmist here asks God to listen to his petition. Hear my cry, or let my cry come near before thee, it says. Um, and he says, understanding, look at the latter part of that verse. It says, Understanding according to thy word. Um, Verse 169, it says, O Lord, give me understanding according to thy word. And knowledge is important. Uh, It really is, but oh, how we need understanding. Um, Understanding is the ability really to mentally separate or to discern discern, um, those things. And uh, this understanding is to be according to the word. Uh, is what he's asking according to God's word, which means uh, he wants to be able to discern things in the light of God's word uh, and be able to apply them to the given situations in his life. Uh, Discernment. Um, That's what understanding is. And oftentimes we say wisdom is the right use or exercise. And so as you get knowledge and you you understand those things, and then when you begin to exercise that out, that's a demonstration of wisdom. But he asks for understanding according to God's word. And uh, he prays for enlightenment. God, give me, shine the light that I might see. Uh, Give me understanding that I may make decisions in my life according to your word. Uh, I would say the right decisions. We face decisions every day. Um, We have decisions on what car to buy, what home to buy, where to live, what job to take. Um, And we need to make those decisions in the light of God's word we ought to be having this prayer that the psalmist did, and it says, Lord, hear my cry. I, I, I'm praying that you would give me understanding, and I want to be able to understand things that I might apply those in my decision-making in life. Is that your prayer today? Or do you just, throughout the day, just whatever happens, happens, and you're, you're just out in the, what do they say, the school of hard knocks? To a certain extent, we all learn that way because we're stupid. Um, or or we're stubborn and and we just want to figure things out on our own. But the reality is we could save ourselves a lot of trouble if we would ask God to give us understanding to discern those things according to his word, and we would make the right decision and and live in wisdom and save us a lot of trouble. Um, uh, But oftentimes that's not the case for us. Um, Are you asking for understanding tonight? And, And then in verse 170, he prays for enablement. Uh, He asks for God's enablement, let my supplication come before thee, deliver me according to thy word. And so again, the psalmist is asking to be rescued or he's asked to be delivered here. Um, And we've seen that multiple times throughout this this chapter. But he asked God to give him an understanding of why that had not happened necessarily, right? So sometimes when you keep asking for that deliverance, maybe you just need to understand those circumstances, and what God's doing. And we've talked a little bit about that over the last several weeks. Um, we often, he almost wanted deliverance from his difficulties, uh, but also possibly from some doubt. Maybe it was just he wasn't understanding or he was doubting what God was doing uh, in those things. And, and he wanted deliverance. And um, <clears throat> was there something wrong with God's promises? I don't think that's the possibility here. Um. Uh, Was there something wrong with the psalmist's behavior and he was being chastised? Um, I would say that that's probably less likely given the fact that we see over and over his commitment to keep the word. The psalmist said that repeatedly throughout the psalm, that that whatever your word says, I'm going to do that. And and so um, maybe there was something wrong with his prayers. Uh, Maybe they were not getting through. Uh, Because of sin in his life, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Um, I think we would probably not like to admit how often that's true in our lives. That we go before God asking him to do something, but we have some some things that we haven't dealt with. We have some iniquity. And our prayers are hindered. And and so when when we're praying for deliverance, God, I need you to bring me through this. Uh, Maybe it's just you need to understand it better, but maybe the reality is you have something in your life that that you know is there. Because oftentimes when you go before God, he says, hey, what about this? And we ignore it. And we don't want to deal with that. And we don't want to confess that and get that thing right. And consequently, our prayer life, it never leaves the the ceiling, so to speak. It doesn't get past the roof of the house. Because we're unwilling to deal with some things that we have going on in our lives. Uh, Help that not to be our state. Lord, help us to to deal with those things uh, and to get those things right. And uh, He was asking God to able him to understand what was happening. I think it's kind of uh, what we can gather here. At least we can make that application for sure. Do you ever wonder why God's not answering your prayers? Do we ever doubt? I want to remind you of Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. Have you ever honestly prayed that? With a willingness to deal with whatever God points out. Look what it says, and it says, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Oftentimes we go and we say, oh Lord, search me and try me and show me those things, but we're not willing to be led in the way. When God does reveal those things, we oftentimes aren't willing to deal with it and get those things right. And that's where it stops. And maybe we get frustrated, we get discouraged, we get uh, upset at God because He's not doing the things that He says that are in His Word. We've talked about the promises of God that the psalmist has talked about over these several weeks. Well, God's not doing those things in my life. Well, perhaps because you're not willing to be led. As he reveals those things to to deal with them and to get them right, and and we'll that we'll, I don't want to get too far ahead of my notes, but we'll, the psalmist does talk about doing that, and and again he reconfirms his commitment to do whatever God's word tells him to do. Uh, so uh, we need to be willing to be led of the Lord um, when He leads us, even when it's uncomfortable, e- even when it's not what we want. Believe me, I. I'm not sure what God's doing in my life right now. I thought maybe I'd be starting retirement like next month. But we're pushing that at least 12 months. So I'm not sure. But God is still working in our family and he's doing some things. I don't understand it all. I'm just trying to be patient and and just follow his leading. Um, I like to know. But the reality is sometimes God leads us one step at a time. And we talked about the lamp into our feet and the light into our path. We just have to every day, daily walk in his word and be obedient to the things that we know and not try to get ahead of God. Because um, and, and, really the reality is we just frustrate ourselves. And we get discouraged and we get upset. Um, and we just need to be careful not to do that in our lives. So, uh, But anyway, before I, I labor too much here, it says a praise promised. Look at verse uh, 171. It says this, My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. And uh, the psalmist we know had learned God's statutes, uh, perhaps from any uh, Many of us in this room this morning, we began being taught the scriptures, some of you at a very young age, uh, by other peoples. and Other peoples? You can edit that out when you put that on the thing, right? I don't know, but... So we learn basic passages of scriptures and, and we're instructed in God's word by others oftentimes. Uh, but listen, the best lessons are taught by the Lord himself. Uh, when you get alone with God and, and with your Bible and, and in prayer and, and the Holy Spirit just reveals something, those ones are real. Uh, and you, you can just know it's of God. And when you experience that, you don't really need any other teachers and now, I'm not saying quit coming to Sunday school or quit coming to church and just do it all. That's not what I'm saying at all. But like I said, as we opened up, God wants a relationship with you. And if you would be faithful to get in his word like the psalmist has demonstrated in his life here, God will reveal himself and teach you some things from his word. And um, what a blessed thing. And uh <clears throat> those are the best ones. As we read and study his word, the Holy Spirit enlightens us and teaches us. He's promised to do that. We just have to do our part and get in the word and ask him. Uh, and listen, be willing to be led, if you will. Be willing to say, yes, God, whatever you're leading me, I'm gonna do it. Uh, I, we have the Holy Spirit. That's his sole responsibility is to teach us. Well, not soul. Strike that from the record. It's not a sole responsibility. But that's one of his attributes in the things that he does for us. He teaches us. It says, But the Comforter, which, the Holy, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So God, it's an amazing thing. God's given us and equipped us with everything that we need to be successful in the Christian life. We have his word. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the assembly of the believers together. All those things... Uh, that God has given us to be successful, we just oftentimes neglect to take advantage of those things. Uh, And and we need to do better at that in in our lives at times, uh, for sure. When he's taught by the Lord, his lips shall utter praise. Uh, The word utter means to gush forth or to pour out. Um, The indication is that something can't be contained. And whenever you've been taught of the Lord, you just want to praise him. And you must praise God for what he has taught you. Uh, Listen, this morning, many things uh, come gushing out of our mouths. But I'm afraid it is often not praise. If we're not careful, at least. Um, If you're in the word and allowing it to teach you, it will affect your mouth. Really because it's affected your heart, which then affects your mouth. Right? And so... Uh, he, he he says he's going to praise God. Look at what it says. My lips shall utter praise. It's going to be gushing out. It's going to be flowing forth when thou hast taught me thy statutes. When when God has spoken to me and when God has revealed some things to me, you can't help but gush out with praise. Uh, and so it might be an indication sometimes when we're the negative Nancy, we have a bad attitude, uh, we're running our mouth about all things that really are vain. Uh probably an indication you're not where you need to be with your walk with God. Uh, not probably, it is. <laughs> and, and so, um, it's very revealing at times. Sometimes when you, I, I think back and how I acted, the things that I said, I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. Uh, how foolish. Um, and, and we're all walking this journey and growing and in learning of the Lord, and, and listen, but if we would stay committed to being in his word and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us, you can't help but become more like Christ. You can't do the things that God has ordered in his word and not be changed. If you're, if you're doing it sincerely, and with a, with a whole heart like we've talked about in the previous weeks, that David, or the psalmist, excuse me, wholeheartedly, was following the Lord and trying to please him. And so uh, look at verse 172. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteous. And uh, <clears throat> Unfortunately, most of the words that come out of our mouths uh, often uh, are full of pride and destruction and disrespect. Um, but the psalmist says, my tongue shall speak of thy word. I want to remind you of James 3.6 this morning. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth fire the course of nature, set on fire. We can do a lot of damage with our tongue. And, uh, but the psalmist here, uh, his tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteous. And, and he saw that the word of God is right and it's good. And that's what he's going to speak of. Um, The psalmist promises to speak of the word. In order to do that, we must first get the word into our lives. Uh, You can't speak of something you know nothing about. You can attempt it, but the people that know about it are going to know that you're a fool. Um, Have you ever been there, had a conversation with somebody that was the expert on a matter? And you, you, you were like, this guy obviously is really an ignoramus. Uh, right? Because, so the reality is, if you want to be able to speak the word and, and use your tongue in a way that glorifies God and edifies others, you have to be in the word. Uh, you, there's, no, uh, there's no quick trick to do this. You can't read the Bible once and, oh, I got it. It doesn't work that way. You have to consistently and daily, like the psalmist said, uh, commit to being in the word. Uh, and, and, you know, let me not lose track of my notes here uh, the psalmist promised to speak of the word uh, Mark seven fifteen says this there is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him but the things which come out of him those are they that defile him and I know you've heard the term garbage in garbage out right what are you putting in yourself a bunch of garbage a bunch of nonsense profanities perverseness Those are the things that are going to be manifested outwardly. But if you're putting in the righteous word of God, you're going to be able to speak of His word uh, in the righteousness of it. Listen, as believers, we ought to be speaking the word of God. Uh, Scripture should permeate our vocabulary. Uh, It should permeate our conversation. And when you think of that word conversation, you know, only as our conversation becometh the gospel, it will affect our manner of life as well not just our mouth. Uh, And you can't escape the fact that if you get into God's Word, it will change you. If you look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, it's only going to change you. Um, The question is, are we doing that? Are we getting into the Word of God like we ought to be? I'm convinced after this study in Psalm 119 that the psalmist was in God's Word and it changed his life. He went to God's word for a reviving. He went to God's word for comfort. He went to God's word for for everything. Because uh, the reality is God's word has all the answers. Even to some of the stupid questions the world asks. They just don't see the answer in the way that God has it. But that's a different discussion. So provision desired. Look at verse 173. Let, Let thine hand help me for I have chosen thy precepts. Uh, you know, Lord, help me. Uh, do you ever need help? Men don't like to admit that. We don't need help. But the reality is we do. Uh, we do need help. Uh, and the basis for the appeal is that the psalmist had made a choice. His choice was the precepts of God. Look at what it says there. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. Uh, We are chosen by God, but there is a choice that we must make. We must choose the Word of God. Uh, We must live the Word of God, as I've mentioned. We must decide what or who will govern our lives. Um, The psalmist chose the precepts of God's Word to govern his life. Something's going to control your life, whether it's your human nature, yourself. uh, The... How do I say this? Uh, The reputation that you desire to have with people, right? You know, sometimes we order our lives because we're so concerned about what people are going to think. That's a bad place to be, by the way. Uh, The only person uh, that we ought to be pleasing is God. And listen, consequently, we'll be pleasing a lot of other folks. We may offend some. We may upset some. And that's okay as long as we're right with God. Uh, But listen, our, our goal ought to be to be in line with the precepts of God's word. In line with his word. And, and that was the song. He said, Lord, help me. Uh, listen, I'm living according to your word. It says, let help, or let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. Lord, I've been in your word. I've seen what you've done for others. I can, I've seen what you can do. Lord, I need some of that. And I've aligned my life according to the word. And Lord, just come along and help me. I need it. Um, And I need help right now in my life. And I'm sure you do. You know, we talked about decisions a few minutes ago, and we, you know, every day we have to face things, and and you never know what the next phone call holds. You never know what the next morning may bring. And if you're trying to live this life without God's help, whoa, it's going to be a rough go. Uh, that's like worse than paddling upstream without a paddle. Uh, It's not going to go well. And and so listen this morning. uh, If you want help from God, I'm telling you, align yourself with the precepts of God's word, and you'll find some help. I'm not saying it's always going to be easy. It's not always going to be convenient and comfortable. But there will be help. And uh, there's no better help. It's good to have friends. It's good to have uh, folks on this earth there to encourage and to help us and to, to, to walk beside us. But there's nothing like a God from heaven that can help you. Because He can do something in your mind and in your heart that no one else can do. He can give you a peace that makes no sense to the person that's trying to encourage you. Uh, and, and so listen, uh, if you need some help, uh, look to God and His Word. Uh, verse 174 says this, "'I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight.'" The salvation the psalmist spoke of was not necessarily the present tense, but he was talking about the future tense of salvation. Listen, at the moment of salvation, we are saved from the penalty of sin, right? And and from the lake of fire, as we walk with Him daily, we are saved from the power of sin. And listen, this morning, one day in glory, we'll be saved from the presence of sin. And I'm looking for that day uh, to be in glory with the Lord. Uh, I believe the psalmist is longing for that day here. As we delight in God's law, we long for complete salvation in our glorified bodies. Do you not? Do you have struggles in the flesh and things that you face that are challenging? Uh, there's the songwriter who wrote this, Heaven's sounding sweeter all the time. I believe that's the hard attitude of the psalmist here. He's longing for that day to... Uh, have His salvation completed, if you will, in Christ and, and to be in glory with the Lord. And, and uh, <clears throat> the Lord, only He can do that. He's the only one that can save and really sanctify us and bring us through that process of sanctification and to be with Him in glory. And as we close this morning, we got a few minutes here. Protection sought. Verse 175. Let my soul live and it shall praise Thee and let Thy judgments help me. He seeks for strengthening. He was aware of his need for life. Life comes from God and God alone. He also acknowledges that God's word is is that which will help and strengthen him. Uh, He seeks a strengthening. As long as we live our lives, should praise the Lord. But we cannot survive without his word to help us. Let my soul live and it shall praise thee. Our lives should be praised to God continually. We've talked about that in, in the last few weeks as well. But uh, listen, the psalmist habitually sought the word and its enabling power to make it through his sojourning on this earth. Habitually. Can you say it is your habit, your manner of life, your custom, if you will, to seek God's word and, and to praise him with your life? Uh, The psalmist was able to say that. Uh, And uh, that ought to be our desire. And as we close out, look at, he seeks God's tender care. This is a good thought. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. Jesus, you remember when he said, I am the good shepherd? Uh, Sometimes or oftentimes we need the, uh, the tender loving care of a, a shepherd, our shepherd. Um, <clears throat> the songwriter put it this way, prone to wander, Lord I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Oftentimes that's us. We're prone to wander like those sheep and, and it's a blessed thought to know that we have a shepherd that's there, that loves us and desires to care for us and, and to, uh, to be there for us. And, and the, the psalmist sought for the Lord's care in his life. Uh, When we find ourselves separated from the flock, having wandered away, we need to remember the Word of God. Remember that we have a shepherd who loves us and will seek us until he finds us and enables to restore us to the fold. God loves you this morning. And if you're without Christ, He loves you. If you're in Christ and you're saved this morning, He loves you. And again, He desires your fellowship. He wants to walk with you. He wants to help you. He wants to protect you. All these things that the psalmist is is asking God and praying that God would do in his life, God wants to do that. Uh, But listen, we have to be willing to align our lives with the Word of God in order to benefit from those things. Where are we this morning? Have you wandered from the God you love or that we love? You can come home this morning. He's seeking for you. Come back to the Word of God. Find the provisions and the protection that He affords uh, in His Word and and, uh, through His Word. And listen, when we do that, we can offer up the prayer and the praise that is due Him. Uh, For His love and His his tenderness. Uh, So oftentimes we fail. And uh, it's a blessing to know that our God loves us. And He's merciful and gracious. And He desires to restore us to fellowship with Him. And so this morning, as we close out this uh, chapter, I I trust it was a blessing to you over the last several weeks. And uh, we'll be praying that God continues to work in our lives through His Word, as long as we're faithful to be in it. Father, we do thank You for this day. We thank You, Lord, for this time together. I pray, Lord, that we each one of us would be doers of Your Word. Lord, that we would take the Word of God and that we would ingest it, that we would read it, meditate on it. Lord, memorize it, Lord, and that you would help us to apply it to our lives and that we would be doers of the Word. And, Father, we pray that you would change us and make us more like Christ. And now we pray for the service to follow. We ask that you would be with those that will be traveling in. We pray, Lord, that you give them safety, Lord, and bless as we gather together to worship you. And, Lord, I pray that you'd be with the preaching of your Word, that you fill with the Spirit and give liberty and do a work in each and every heart. In Jesus' name, amen.